listening to the Artist Access Podcast with Casey James. These interviews were created to give you an in-depth, all-access glimpse into the lives of the artists and musicians in the Texas music industry. Be sure to check out the full video versions of the interviews on the Playlist YouTube page at youtube.com slash theplaylistfilms. Now buckle up. Let's get you backstage for that all-exclusive interview with Casey James. Casey, take it away. It was a very sober argument. <clears throat> I mean, it was during the day before sound check and pretty somber gig. When it was out, out here, and I can't remember if it was sold out or not, but I know there's a lot of folks, but I don't know. It was just one of those things where I could feel it in the back of my head all night long. It's like, man, we just, I think we just broke up and we're still putting this show on, you know? Ooh, <laughs> I was really pissed off. <clears throat> I was really mad because um, it was coming. We saw it coming, and then and it was. I mean, if you watch a, any band that breaks up, you can see the date that they split and go backwards, and start seeing changes that were happening. And I felt they coming, and I felt like I was trying to pour water out of a leaky boat. And um, so when it did go down, it went down in a, a heated argument here at John T. Floors is where it happened. And um, that was uh, a lot of anger. And then the next day, I was kind of scared. Let everybody say what they will. You said that one. With a sparkle in your eye, you rolled off your tongue. I really thought that it was gonna, everybody was gonna kind of kiss and make up, but it was done. But also, you know, I think that we, in the beginning of that, in the beginning of the end of that, I didn't think that we were ready to break up. But the more I got to living with it, I thought, man, that was probably good. 16 years was a good run, you know. Getting back together will never happen. I, I, I wish that I could say that it was a good divorce, but it's one of those where it it just split right down the middle. But it's like, like a bittersweet, bittersweet. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that if we climb back into it, it'd just be too many hard feelings. So that makes sense. So, so you, I guess, uh, I guess, jumps into my next question. So, what are your feelings now about it? You're 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 happy that you, what you guys did, yeah. the body of work. That you yeah, I am. Yeah. Because you know, the old Neil Young saying, you know, better to burn out than fade away. And I felt like we were starting to. I mean, there were 
new people coming up behind us and there's always going to be a bigger fish you know and and that was hard for some people in the band it wasn't for me i was ready to take a break i was ready to take a two-year vacation honestly i want to just like stop doing everything and disappear for a bit but i know you can't do that not in this genre i mean if you were an la rocker or new york rocker you can take two years off and be okay but out here you can't i mean but i I'm glad we did because it was starting to, it was starting to fade out. So I, I think it was better than one day having 50 people at a show you used to have 500, you know, just let's just drop it right now while we have 500 people. <laughs> and then Jeremy, Plato, I called him and said, what are we gonna do next? And he said, we're just gonna keep on doing it. And that's what we've been doing, you know, big gigs to small gigs, just like we used to. Just like the sun. Yeah, speaking of, of Plato, I know there's been, like you said, band members come in and out over the years. What's a guy like that? He's been by your side from the very, you know, the beginning. Days. Mm -hmm. like, what's a guy like that mean to you? He's my brother. I mean, he really is. He, he was in high school. You know, I met him in sixth grade. I knew he was a musician. He was a metal guy, and I was. This is, you know, sixth grade. I hadn't. I knew rock and roll. I didn't know how to play it. He showed me. And he came over to my apartment. I was see my apartment. My folks split, so I was living kind of by myself at thirteen. And he came over, and I remember pointing at the amp, going, "Can you make that sound like rock and roll? Because I don't know what to do." He goes, "You mean distortion?" I was like. I don't know what that is. I mean, I had no clue. And he dialed everything in and started teaching me uh, Aussie licks and Van Halen licks and Who and Iron Maiden and really opened up the door for everything I was going to do in life. And uh, that was really it for me. I, I knew that we would play music together one day. And I tried to get him to be the first bass player for Ragweed. And those guys were like, well, we got a buddy that we're really in the same thing as me. It's like, I got a friend that's really awesome. Well, we got a friend, he's not really that great, but he's getting there. But within a few months, Jeremy got the gig. But it, I don't know, it's just, we're the same person really. I mean, we we dive into a song knowing that we kind of know it, like covers, not like our stuff, but covers. Because every now and then you just want to break away from the set list and like, man, let's do this. Let's do a Pearl Jam or let's do you know, Jeremy, you know, he likes to do old country, even though he's a metal guy. You know, we'll dive into it. Like, well, what keys it in? GCD, there's a minor in there somewhere. Oh, right, we'll figure it out. But we know that once we hit that bad note, you're not going to hit it again when the next time around. We're just the same musician, I think. He's probably a little well, more well-disciplined and he practices more than I do. But, man, I couldn't have done it without him. And I hope I never do it without him. He, his harmonies, I listen to Reckless Kelly and their brothers, and that's what it sounds like with him and I. It sounds like we've been, we were born singing together. And I guess we kind of were, you know, because it was before we were old enough to drink, legally. <laughs> Looking back over your career, um, what's something that you wish you could tell that your younger self, knowing what you know now? Man. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Looking at yourself when you're maybe 25. I would, 
probably the main one I would go back and tell myself, let's go back 10 years ago. I would say, be a three piece. That's all you need. Because I went through so many band members in nine years and it never worked. We had one record that was really good. We had another record that was pretty schizophrenic. And then it was a four piece and it started getting there. I was like, okay, we're getting there. And then when we broke it down to a three piece, it's like, perfect. We should have done this in the beginning. You don't really need more people to make it louder. And, and it doesn't, there's three of us and Jeremy plays the six string bass guitar, sings the harmonies and I'm playing rhythm and lead at the same time. So we have a full band. So I guess I could, if I could tell my younger self something, it would be bigger's not necessarily louder, you know. across the stage, then my bass man takes the ball. And the crowd goes nearly wild. So I want to get into your family life. How did, how did you balance being like a dad and being on the road, you know, and doing, you know, doing ragweed and being on the road? How did you balance that life? Thank you for listening to Artist Access with Casey James. Be sure to follow Casey and The Playlist on all their social media accounts to keep up with what's coming next. Artist Access with Casey James is powered by The Playlist.